Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast. Today, we are talking about stuff that doesn't doesn't matter. Stuff that doesn't matter. Uh, we're today. We're going to talk about the commentary and presentation feature premiere. <clears throat> Say it doesn't matter because, personally speaking, I can't remember the last time I listened to the commentary of MLB the show. Uh, and the presentation is, uh, while nice, I had some nice touches, it is irrelevant to how the game plays. And I think at this point, that's the only thing us uh, serious players and even casual players care about, is how the game plays. So, there there won't be a ton to report in this episode. We will obviously get into the feature premiere. It was 35 minutes long. A lot of it was just clips. Uh, a lot of it was interviews that kind of kind of sucked. Uh, but we'll talk about it. We'll talk about everything new. It might be a short episode. But it is what it is, you know? I, I, I can't promise what SDS is going to do. If they do shitty streams, they do shitty streams. Uh, so here we go. Excuse me, I burped. I just had Taco Bell. It was great. Um, first up, before we even... I'm going to play an event game in the background for those watching on YouTube, by the way. If you are watching on YouTube, subscribe, please. I love you, if you do. Um, and if you're just listening and don't subscribe, but I, I can also love you. It's fine. Um, but the first thing before we even talk about the feature premiere, new legend, Mike fucking Messina, baby. Mike Messina's here. I've never been so happy. Orioles, Yankees legend, more so Yankees legend. Uh, last season of his career, he had 20 wins, which I know wins don't mean really much of anything, but for Mike Messina, that was a really cool milestone to hit because that was the only time he ever got 20 wins in a season, and that man is one of the most decorated pitchers of the 90s and early 2000s. I fucking love Mike Messina. He has going to have a cutter, a knuckle curve. He's got a really cool, unique, funky delivery, at least from the stretch. His release point's really not super funky, but his uh, his stretch super, uh, is super weird. He kind of bends all the way down and slowly arches and comes back up. Uh, so Mike Messina, I'm super stoked. It's a righty, which kind of, you know, it doesn't suck. I shouldn't say it sucks, but it, it adds another righty to the conversation. Uh, it's another starting pitcher. Kind of would like some more relievers, but hey, they're giving us the legends of the 90s and 2000s that we so badly want. Justin Morneau, Joe Maurer, Chase, like Chase Utley, Ryan Howard. They're giving us the era of guys that we want. So super stoked about that. Super, super stoked. Uh, another new legend coming this week. Another new legend coming this week. They did not really give us too much of a tease, at least in my opinion. Uh, what they did show, the silhouette was kind of in front of what looked like Fenway Park. So, the couple guesses that I'm seeing a lot of right now are Kevin Euclid, because Kevin Euclid would be super cool. That's another one of those like early 2000s type of guys. He was also a former Yankee, played there for about a... I think it was a season, maybe two. Uh, I've also seen guesses of Nomar Garcia Parra. Nomar would be a super, super cool legend to have. Adds another shortstop to the mix. You won't catch me complaining about that. I think Nomar had one of the best peaks of any shortstop in maybe baseball history. Um, I also think Nomar would end up being a more useful card than any version of Kevin Euclid. And that's not to take away necessarily from Euclid. Kevin Euclid had a very good career for what he was. But Nomar was like a superstar when healthy. Uh, obviously, he, he petered out a little bit as he got hurt. Um, you know, but then again, it could be fucking neither of them. I don't know who else it could be. This guy's donkey-dicking me already. It's been three batters. Um, I don't know who else it could be. I haven't really... I've been so busy with work and things of that nature, I haven't really had a ton of time to dig into it. 
but I'm I'm excited to see who it is. I mean, any new legends at this point are good. They've been announcing one a week, which would lead me to believe that with three weeks left, they're going to have three more legends for us before then dropping the game. There will, of course, be surprise legends throughout the course of a season. Um, and who knows, maybe on opening opening night when the game drops, we'll all go into the live series collection and see a fucking brand new legend again. So, you know, just because there's maybe three or four left does not mean the buck stops there. It could be a ton more. So, super down ski for that ski. All right. Talking about presentation and things of that nature. Commentary. Santa Maria! Matty Vaskersian is gone. It's both the end of an era and the beginning of a new one. Matt Vaskersian was the lead commentator, play-by-play voice of Emily the Show for 16 games. 16 titles. That man, for a lot of people is the voice that got them hooked on baseball, or at least on baseball video games. So for that, you could say whatever you want about maybe how tacky some of his calls were, how cringy maybe some of them were. Listen, Matt Vaskersian is different. Matt Vaskersian, I hesitate to use the word weird because that has a negative connotation, but Matt Vaskersian is different. And Matt Vaskersian made it fun, made it interesting, and I thoroughly enjoyed listening to him. Not necessarily for 16 years, because I, like I said, I don't really listen to commentary anymore. But, you know, when I did listen to it, Matt Vaskersian made it fun. So thank you, Matt Vaskersian. He out, though. Now, now we have Boog, John Boog Shambi, and Chris Singleton. I like it. It's different. Different sound, different voice, different style. Boog is, uh, not to say that Boog is not fun, but Boog is certainly a little more serious of a voice. Singleton provides some nice color, uh, color, color analytics. Excuse me, I can't speak. Um, like I said, Matty V had some fun with things. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I'm very much looking forward to this. Uh, one thing I did find incredibly interesting, they said this on the feature premiere, they've spent basically three game cycles working with Boog and Singleton, who they keep calling Singy, so Boog and Singy, on getting the commentary right. So this has been in the works. This is not a brand new thing. And you'll see why. The amount of work they put into making, or, or so they say the amount of work they put into a new commentary team is insane. It's absurd. So that's super cool. It's it's going to be different. Well, I'm swinging at everything, Chad. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm sorry. Uh, it's going to be different for people who are used to listening and, and listening to commentary and playing like franchise and things like that. This is certainly going to be different. Doesn't mean it's going to be bad. Um... What I thought was really cool, and I, I might be amazed by this for no fucking reason, it might be pretty commonplace, but they took real content and real calls that Boog and Singleton have made in real life and tried to find ways of weaving them into the game. That's awesome. Because then it sounds natural, right? That's what we want. We don't want a game that sounds like a game. We want something that sounds natural. And by taking calls from real life and hopefully finding super seamless ways to, to make them part of, of the game we love, it's going to make the experience even better for people who enjoy that stuff. So that's super cool. I, I mean, they made it sound like it, it took a, a tad bit of work to do. I thought it'd be pretty easy, but maybe they just want to make sure that it, it, it fits the right player. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But it's cool that they did that. I'm glad they thought of doing that. Instead of just, you know, they still had the guys in the booth, but instead of just saying, hey guys, go fucking in the booth for 16 years of your life um, and record millions of lines of dialogue, they didn't do that. Uh, another thing they did, because of these live calls, they've increased the variety of calls you can get in a given game. 
That's cool. Sometimes you hear the same shit over and over and over and over and over again. Every 3-2 count with a runner on base, you'll hear the same, and the runner goes, like the same mantra. I don't think you're going to get that anymore. I think you're going to get some new stuff, some fresh stuff, some fun stuff, some stuff stuff. Um, again, for people who religiously play franchise, religiously play offline, and they just do it in the comfort of their home and want to listen to the commentary, this is going to change the game. It's going to completely change the game. Along with this, to completely change the game. This is super cool. This one is cool. They made stitching enhancements. So for people who don't know what stitching is, basically it's when they string or bridge multiple different audio files, audio calls together. And to do that, or by doing that, I should say, the, the, the possible outcomes of the number of calls and, and unique sayings you can get is, I don't want to say limitless, but it's fucking, it's a big number. It's a big-ass number. Uh, so by doing that, you get a unique, unique, original, relevant game call every game you play. Because it'll be situationally important, situationally relevant. It will actually make sense with what the hell's going on on the field. So that's super cool. I, I'm a fan of that. That takes that takes advanced logic and advanced AI. And I hopefully they figured it out. It sounds cool on paper. I mean, it's one of those we'll all believe it when we see it or hear it type deals. But I think this is something they probably they probably figured out. I I, I bet they got this right. Um, along with that. We're talking about logic, they improved, so they say, crowd logic. What does that mean, Kenny? Uh, I don't really know. I think it means that they they made it so that the crowd is engaged in the game based on the situation. So, that's a perfect, perfect single. Um, so, like, if it's the bottom of the ninth and the bases are loaded and you're hitting and the crowd might get up and get antsy. If, if you strike out a guy with runners on base, the crowd might go fucking insane. Uh, stuff like that. I think that's pretty cool. I don't know why it was never really a thing before, but hey, we have it now. No complaints. Um, this logic, I think, will bleed into maybe player reactions or manager reactions or umpire reactions, because once you have it somewhere, you can bleed it into the whole thing, or you can at least enhance it in those other places. So I hope that I hope that's the case. That would be really fucking cool, honestly, because um, that's something like you can't turn that off. You can turn commentary off. You cannot turn reactions and things like that off. So you're seeing those whether you like it or not. So the cooler they are, the happier I am. We noticed this in the tech test. At least a lot of people did. I don't know if I commented on it per se, but I definitely noticed it. Um, sound animations, sound effects. They're better. They're enhanced. They're crisper. Um, the, the perfect, perfect sound is amazing. Sounds so good. Uh, they also said they changed or improved things like the pop of the glove. Again, the crack of the bat. Uh, things of that nature. You can sign me right the hell up. Because I want the perfect, perfect sound just to be the, the most beautiful sound in the history of Earth. There, there's no better sound than the bat on ball. And I want, it to, I want it to sound like that. I want it to sound spicy, juicy, sexy. So I think they've done that. Uh, I don't know why, so here's my problem with these feature premieres, at least a lot of them, they don't stay on course, you know, they kind of like jump everywhere, they'll, they'll talk about commentary, then they'll talk about sound effects, and then they go back to commentary again, which is what they did here, so right after talking about sound effects, they went into how, uh, all the ins and outs of commentary, uh, they've added commentary banter, I just looked at a fastball, down the penis, 
Uh, they added commentary banter. So they'll talk more about like significant baseball shifts. I don't mean shifts as far as like infield shifts, but like shifts in philosophy or shifts in strategy. Or they'll they'll tell little stories with each other at certain moments in the game. Instead of just being all about what's happening on the field or talking about every single pitch, they'll add some substance. Now that's cool. I love that. Because, you know, it, everybody has their own favorite broadcast style depending on who they grew up listening to. And a lot of broadcast teams, especially nowadays, sprinkle a little fun in there. A little banter. A little back and forth. And I think it's cool. I think it makes the game more watchable. <clears throat> or at least watchable is not the right way to put it, but you know, palatable for some people who don't want to just listen to baseball jargon for three hours straight. Um, so I like it. I think it's super cool. I hope it works. I hope it's unique. And that's another thing that will make every uh, baseball game experience unique and different because the banter could change based on, <clears throat> based on the situations you find yourself in. Um... The guys did a lot of fucking recording over those three years. Like, a lot. So, to create the four, over 45,000 new lines of audio. 45,000. And more to come over the years. Because these guys are in this for at least several years now. Um, they recorded... <laughs> it's fucking insane. 128 recording sessions, which doesn't sound like a lot over the course of three years. But remember, it was COVID. Also, though, the big number, over 350 hours of dialogue. 350 hours! You know how much time that is? That's insane. That is so much fucking dialogue. For people who listen to commentary, I hope you never hear the same thing twice. I mean, like, that's how much shit you're getting. And again, every year it's going to change. You're going to get more. You're going to get, uh, you're going to remove stuff. You're going to add stuff. Like, it, it's not stopping there. I promise you that. Did I just walk this shit off? Please, God. Please, Jeebus. No, I didn't. Um, they also added regional themes for your favorite teams. I don't give a shit about this, but like when the broadcast is about to start, it'll be like, oh, welcome to Diamondbacks Baseball. Blah, 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 blah. And it'll have like a cool snake thing going with his fangs. Um, you cool? I mean, it's just, it's just nice touches. Again, these things do nothing for me. The, these things, while I said they probably look nice, they don't affect the game itself, and that's what I'm I'm concerned with is how the game itself is playing. Uh, but again, listen, it's a cool thing. I'm I'm not gonna poo-poo on cool things. I'm just gonna say personally, I don't I don't care for them as much. Um, there is a new score bug and score bug themes. That's cool to me because you have to fucking stare at that the entire game. Um, the score bug, for people who don't know what that phrasing or, or, or terminology means, that's just the little rectangle in the bottom right of the screen that tells you what the score is. It's called a score bug. Um, it also had the win, win expectancy in it now, which we knew about. So that's cool. I mean, it doesn't actually impact the game, the, score, the win expectancy, but I like it. it it's a nice touch. Um, it's certainly not going to negatively impact my experience, so I like that. New World Series presentations or, or you know, um, significant moments presentations is more so what they called it. Like if it's opening day or if it's the World Series, if it's a big game, they changed the way the, the, the pregame and the cutscenes and the endgame, all that stuff looks. The announcing will also be different during the World Series. The commentary is going to have a heightened sense of urgency or a heightened sense of excitement, as will the crowd. 
So that's really cool because there was sometimes a disconnect. I remember back in the olden days of me playing franchise and not playing online. <clears throat> you'd get to the World Series and there'd be zero fucking excitement out of the crowd, out of the, the broadcasters and eventually out of myself because I didn't think, you know, they didn't make the experience relative to what it should be. But now, so they say, it, it should be exactly the experience you want. So that's cool. I hope they also carry that over through ranked seasons. Now, we don't know exactly what ranked seasons are going to look like, if it's going to be the same, if it's going to be different. But if they still have like the tiers of Championship Series, World Series, if you're in the World Series division, every single game you play should have enhanced commentary like that. Make it sound like the World Series. That's fucking super cool to me. In my opinion. So I want that. Uh, is it the end of the world? No. But again, for people who, who listen to the game while they play, that'd be cool. That'd be super, super dope. I don't know if that, because it's online play, that's now harder to program. Again, I am not smart. I just play the game. But I think that'd be cool. Finally, in this feature premiere that probably could have just been a blog post. <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> they added... New camera angles. They said they added over 150 cameras to in the 30 ballparks. I don't know if that means 150 cameras per ballpark or spread out over 30, they added 150. Uh, I might have just not heard them correctly, but regardless. All those new camera angles will show new cutscenes. They'll show uh, home run replays from the new camera angles. It's more like crowd-oriented, so it'll show the way that the fans interact for stuff. Eh, Whatever. I don't think that's going to be part of online. I think that's maybe for home run replays. That's it. But I, I'm assuming that's just offline stuff. I can't see how it's integrated into online. I just can't because the games already have cutscenes and they're long enough and it, it, you know, we don't need it, but we'll see. We'll see. All right, chat. So that was the feature premiere. This episode now has a few minutes left because it's the bottom of the fourth inning. And if I, uh, if I don't score, I lose. So we're going to talk MLB free agency now. Um, I'm upset at the Yankees. I'm mad. I'm sad. They traded my my friend, Gio Urshela, who I love, and I always wanted to keep forever. Um, Gio Urshela and his big, innocent smile are now on the Twins because the Yankees thought it would be a good idea to trade for Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, who's not good, and Josh Donaldson, who's old and, and expensive. They also traded Gary Sanchez. That makes me mad, too, because I, I, you guys might think I'm stupid, but I, I was a Gary Sanchez believer, and I thought someday he was going to be good. <laughs> Must It's going to be in Minnesota now. It's not going to be with the Yankees. Um, but more big shit happened. I mean, like, that was the surprising thing. But today, it's Monday. The Braves got Matt Olsen. Uh, so that's interesting, and it makes me sad that the Yankees were like, nah, we're not going to get Matt Olsen. And then, nah, we're not going to get Freddie Freeman. They might get Anthony Rizzo, and I have nothing against Anthony Rizzo, but eh, he is not Olsen or Freeman. Uh, so who fucking knows what's going to happen, man? The Yankees are frustrating me this offseason. They're, they're penny-pinching again, and they don't have to. The Yankees are not the team that should be penny-pinching. They're just not. you the Orioles you want to penny-pinch? Fucking sure. Go ahead. That's not a Yankees thing. It has been lately, but it shouldn't be. Uh, it's 3-2 right now with one out and runners on the corners. I'm feeling sexy. And I... Oh, I fouled it off. I got lucky. Should have been a strikeout. But I did it. It's fine. Carlos Correa ties it with a single. He's got a big penis. Speaking of Carlos Correa, where the fuck's he going? 
I don't think the Yankees are going to sign him. It looks like it's going to be Houston or the Cubs, I guess, question mark. Um, I, don't, I don't understand what's happening. These people, owners, I mean, or, you know, the people in charge of the dollars, just let your GM spend, man. You hired a GM. Let him fucking spend money. Let him make your team good. Like the Reds, another fire sale today. The Reds traded Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez to the Mariners. Just salary dumps. Really. It's idiotic. Like three years ago, the Reds were like a hitter away from being a playoff team. And they just tore the whole shit down. It's embarrassing. If you're a Reds fan and you listen to this podcast, first of all, thank you for listening. Second of all, I'm sorry. Shohei Otani-san walks a bitch off. How fitting. How fitting. MLB The Show 22 coming out in a in a couple weeks. Shohei Otani's going to walk off three-run nookie dookie poopy. And that'll do it. That'll do it for today's episode, boys and girls. We're going to be a tight 20 minutes. Uh, hopefully a longer, better, more in-depth, relevant episode next week. Because I hope they talk about shit that matters. Like, I know we're getting a March to October in a franchise stream. I just hope the shit they give us is actually positive and worth talking about. So, guys, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope uh, I hope you're geared up for the game. We're going to have a ton of content, new podcast episodes, streams, the whole nine, as soon as 22 drops. So look out for that. Again, I appreciate you all. Love you so much. Hope you have a great week. Talk to you next time.